In today's Mishnah, we're in the 6th and 7th Mishnah, the 10th parak of Masech, the Ruven. The Mishnah begins, Lo yamad adam b'roshosayachid v'yishteh b'roshosarabim. B'roshosarabim v'yishteh b'roshosayachid. So one is not allowed to stand inside a private domain and stretch over and drink from a cup or the like in b'roshosarabim, in the public domain. Or vice versa, so he's standing in the public domain and drink from the private domain. The only way he could do this is, Elim ken hichnis the only way he could do this is if he extended both his head and a majority of his body into that other domain where the, where the cup, for example, is situated. Now, the reason for that is, with his way the bartender explains it, is that this case is referring to where he's, the kalim, he needs those kalim. So therefore there's a concern that after he drinks it, or when, as he drinks from it, he might bring it to the domain where he's located, and therefore transfer from either Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah and vice versa, which would be a problem. However, if it was another utensil that he simply does not need, then it wouldn't be a reason to make Xera, even if Rosh Hashanah, head and majority of his body, wasn't stretched over into the other domain, it wouldn't be a problem. However, here, Kati Saith Rashi, who explains when the Gemara says, that the kelim shetzuchim law, it means that not the type of kli that is being used, but in this context, the kli is tzuchim law, meaning he needs that kli in order to drink from it. So because he wants to drink from it, therefore we make exerry in case he might bring that kli over to where he's located. Mishnah then continues, v'chen begat. Likewise, we have a similar issue when it comes to a gut. So this brings us back to the last seder we were learning in Mesach Masra. That is, if you remember, that initially when food is, say, picked from the field and has not yet been fully processed, that it's not yet considered tevel. However, and that means it's not, it hasn't reached the point where one would have to separate ultramas and masrot. However, at that stage, one is able to only eat in a snack-like fashion. If they eat what's considered what's achilat keva in a fixed fashion, they would have to, se- they would have to separate tromat and masrot. So in this gut, in this, in this wine press, the gemar malacha is when the grapes have all been pressed and it runs down to the bottom vat. Here we're referring to a situation where, the up, where someone wants to take some wine from the upper vat uh, and drink from it. So what the mission is saying is he has to lean over the vat, rosho for rubo, head of most of his body to drink for, from it in that fashion, because in, in that way it's considered in a snack-like fashion. However, if he was to take it out and sit down and drink from it, then it would be considered drinking in a fixed manner, and and one would not be able to do so without first separating from it or masro. The Mishnah continues. Kolet adam min hamazchila. So here we're referring to water that's running out of a gutter, and the gutter is within three tefachim from the from the roof itself. Importantly, for the purpose of this Mishnah, and it's spilling out water into into the rishus harabim because we're saying it's the exit point is lamatim asrat tefachim ten tefachim from the ground. And as we've explained, the airspace up to ten tefachim in the public domain is considered considered rishus harabim. Above that, it's considered makom patur. So what Mitchin is saying is one is able to catch water that exits from that point, despite the fact it's exiting the Shosarabim. And that's important because we're talking about catching the water. Uh, and, um, because if someone was, for example, to actually uh, put a cup right against the exit point, put his mouth against the exit point, then that would be a problem. The reason is, is he's in Rosh Hashanah, and since this gutter is so close to the roof, it's still considered part of the Rosh and it would be as if he's transferring from, from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. Some people note, however, that it's, it doesn't specifically have to be in below 10, below 10 Tfachim. It could even be higher than 10 Tfachim, because once it's higher than 10 Tfachim, he would be transferring from the, uh, from, from the, private, say, the private domain into Emma Kompatur, as opposed to the public domain. Mishnah continues, likewise, Minat Sinor. Now, the difference between a Tsinor and a Mazchela is that Tsinor now refers to a downpipe that is Minastam further away from the roof, so more than three Tvachim from the roof, so it will be its own Rashut. 
So in that case, in any event, he can drink from it. Importantly, referring to a, uh, this downpipe being less than three by three, three four, less than four by four tefachim. Why? Because when it, when it is less than four by four tefachim, then it is now it considered a makombatur. It's its own ownership, but it's not big enough to be qualified as a roshosiachid or shosarabim or caramelit. And therefore, it is uh, therefore one would even be able to put their mouth against it. That's why it says mikomakom shote. In any event, if he puts mouth mouth against it, he would at worst be transferring from a kombatur to a seirushos harabim. Now, there is the, if however we're dealing with it, it was bigger than four by four, then it would be asur. Why? Because once it's four by four tefachim, it would actually now be considered a rushos yachid. And if he's standing in the shus harabim and we're actually below ten ten tefachim. From the ground, then it would be transferring. He couldn't put his mouth against it because you run into the same problem we had in the first case with transferring from Rosh Yachid to Rosh Hashanah There are some opinions, and here Kati cites Rashi and the Torah and the Beit Yosef that, that that maintain that it is specifically when he is below ten fachim from the ground that we allow him to drink directly from this pipe when it is less than four by four. Why? Because if it was more than a four by four, at worst it would be considered a caramelit because that's that that maschila, the, sorry, the, the tsinor is below ten fachim from the ground, it would be defined as a caramelit. However, if you're drinking from this downpipe and it is above ten fachim from the ground, even if the space is less than four by four, you'd be able to drink we would not be able to drink from it. Why? Because there's reason to make exera against other cases where it might be bigger than 4x4. Four four. Because as soon as it's bigger than 4x4 four or four bigger, then it would be defined as a shoseyachid. Consequently, according to the, the, the Rashi, if, if this, uh, if this uh, tsinor was above 10 tfachim from the ground, then irrespective of its dimensions, you would not be able to drink from it directly. The Mishnah is only referring to lamatamit me'asra tfachim, like it's stated in the beginning of the Mishnah. Let's now learn Mishnah Zayin. Mishnah says, Bor harabim asratvachim. So we now have a pit of water, or we'll say a water hole, and it, it has, uh, as they dug the hole, they placed, a, they, they took the earth and made a wall around the rim of it. And that is above 10 tfachim. So that wall now is 10 tfachim high. So, and it says, Chalon sha'al gabav But what one is, if there's a window above this um, water hole that is in Rishus Arabim, then one will be able to lower a bucket down and pull water out and take it straight to Rishus Yachid. Why? That is because, we'll refer to two cases. If it is at a distance more than Fort Fahim away, then and then we're assuming then that the wall next to this around this pit is 10 Fahim high. Consequently, as you're taking it from this pit, which is defined as a Rishus Yachid, by the time you get to the exit of the pit, you're already higher than 10 Fahim from the ground. So it will be in the water now. Be the bucket of water will be now be transferred through a makom patur. If, however, the pit, the wall was lower than that, then if there's a danger you'll be actually transferring through the rishosarabim. So that's why we're assuming that the wall is higher, so taller than ten fachim. That way you're transferring from rishosayachid via makom patur into rishosayachid. If, however, it is less than four, th- uh, less than um, sorry, less than four tefachim from the wall, then all it needs to be is the, the from the base of the pit itself to the top of the wall around the pit has to be ten tefachim. Why? Why doesn't it have to be the wall from the ground ten tefachim high? Because soon, for, once you have the base to the top of the wall 
is ten tefachim, then it's rishus yachid. But because the distance between the pit and the wall is less than four tefachim, that space is considered a makom pator. Therefore, you'll be transferring once again from rishus yachid via makom pator into your house, which is a rishus yachid. Let's finish. Let's continue. Mishnah says ashba rishus harabim gavua asrat tefachim. If you have a rubbish t- uh, tip out in the rishus harabim, however, if it's ten tefachim high, then and a chalon ma'agabav, and you've got a window above it. Then shofchin l'tocha mayim b'shabbos, you'll be able to pour your rubbish or water into it on on Shabbat. Why? Because once again, you'd be transferring for seyachid via makom b'atur, because you're staying above ten ten fachim of the shusarabim space, and it'll be landing in a shusayachid as well, because that ashba itself is ten fachim high, so it's defined as a shusayachid, and there's nothing wrong with doing what you've just done. Importantly, the Gemara says we're dealing with a public ashba, a public tip. Why? Because if it's a private one and you're all used to throwing things out the window, there's a concern that it might have been cleared away. And then we, unknowingly, you'll end up throwing from Rosh into the Rosh itself. Those are the Mishnah today.